Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Pandit Rio on a Pint. We are four blokes having an above-average football conversation. Joining me on the podcast today is Vaishnav, Akshat, and Po. And speaking of four, uh, this is the fourth time I've tried to record and introduce this episode, but it's been messed up mostly by Vaishnav all the time. Uh, but I did it once. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> we've got it right this time. Um, but anyways, uh, let's get straight into it. So, very exciting time for football again because we've reached that part of the season where, uh, of course, the January transfer window is open. And uh, which also means that players who are running out of contracts uh, at the end of the coming season are allowed uh, to go and talk to other clubs. The agents are allowed to talk to other clubs. And I mean, the crop of players that are going to be free agents next summer is ridiculous. Um, we'll come to that. We're going to name the players uh, and see potentially where they could fit or where they could go. But before that, I just want to throw a question out, uh, two questions actually, uh, to uh, my fellow podcasters. The first one is that, uh, do you think in our football watching history, this has been the time which has the best crop of free agents that are uh, available next summer? That's number one. And two is that, why do you think so many... Uh, players of such high caliber uh, don't have a contract for next season. Uh, I'll bring Po into this podcast first. Hi, Po. Hello. Uh, no, I think there have been many years, though, previously, which have had superstars moving. I can't remember all of them, but I do not think that this might be the best year or so. I think every year we'll have like better offerings out there now more and more. I think there was a quote by Wenger a few years ago saying that you'll see more and more uh, players running down their contracts because of these astronomical uh, transfer fees ever since this um, Neymar Neymar deal. From then on, you'll see more and more players running down their contracts because it's more feasible to do that than like hope that someone like pays the astronomical fees that their club puts it out. So I think you'll find more and more of this happening. And... Yeah, I mean, it is sort of exciting though. But I just wanted to put a question out there to Vaishnav. Because this entire episode is based on the Bosman ruling. Like, if you remember anything about the history of it or like the 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 case that made this possible, it would be nice that you bring it up here. It was named after a dude called Bosman. Yeah, Bosman, yeah. So. What is that? I have no idea about that. Can you just give some context? Yes, that's what I was going <clears throat> Yeah, but basically, so... Uh, just to give our listeners sort of some context and it's nice that Poe brought that up because that is essentially what's happening and I think until I mean until very recently at least in the industry they essentially call moving for a free moving on a Bosman like it, it's it's like it's it's like as case law as case law can be when it comes to stuff like this because there's no really I mean there is case law but that's another like rabbit hole whatever so basically <clears throat> he is Belgian uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he must be like mid-50s right now. Uh, but I'm not sure if he was playing in France or he was playing in Belgium, but he was playing in one of these, uh, one of the top six or seven uh, European, I don't even know if he's playing in the top league, but one of these countries, right? And he was playing professional football there. And he wanted to move, but they essentially didn't let him move and forced him into signing a three-year extension to what should have been ended. Like essentially he wanted to move and what we call the pre-contract period right now when you this is why we're talking about it right because six months into the final basically the last half year of your contract is when you're free to talk to people so this is what he tried to do a long time ago when he tried to talk to people but the club didn't allow him to do that and they essentially unilaterally extended the contract and 
which is why now essentially football contracts are capped you can't you can't typically players aren't going to sign a contract firstly for more than 5 years and uh, you can you you can't force a player to re-sign a contract he can leave on a free if he wants to when the time runs out and i think that has probably been the greatest shift in terms of because you got you uh, listen, the listeners have to understand that this happened in like the 90s early 90s late 80s think early 90s whatever i could be getting the timeline wrong exact dates but this happened when football was being commercialized like like hell basically during the late 90s and early 2000s in europe so this sort of movement of players and the freedom of movement of employees which is a big deal in the european union uh that undercut a lot of stuff because a big big brands and big companies don't want to be told what they can do with their employees and or athletes and or like the football players in this case so the fact that the players have this power to just run down your contract wait for it to get over and then you are free to move because you can't be bound again that is essentially what we call the bosman ruling i think his name was jean pierre bosman <clears throat> i could be wrong uh, i could be pretty racist just to assume that was his name because he was belgium and that sounds like a french and belgian name <laughs> but i know his last name was bosman and i'm pretty sure that was his name but i did he run out the contract though what happened finally they are uh, uh, like cash has ed- ended up liquidating whatever uh, new renewal they had and he they were he was allowed to move on a free and it's not just him there are, so that built up so when that happened that was a big deal like that was a huge deal because within the eu like movement of free free movement of labor holding someone down to a contract beyond the term that they're supposed to be held down to it and just in any jurisdiction when you talk about skill labor and especially in such a place where there's so much money involved it's it's hard to be um like there's not much the clubs can do after this ruling basically came out so it's not like you can force someone to sign an extension and another part of that ruling is the fact that in the last 6 months you can actually actively start talking with other clubs and it's not yeah. like a breach of contract yeah i mean uh, like from my yeah it's john mark bosman so you want see guys i i got john right and when when my brain just auto corrected the rest it like auto filled it bro i'm sorry guys i was close yeah no but, but interestingly like from what i can see from the wikipedia article is that um basically he had the transfer arranged but um the belgian club then tried to take a transfer fee from the french club he was supposed to move to oh, right, which yeah. they refused to pay because obviously why would they pay a transfer fee for someone who's in the last 6 months and due to some loophole um he couldn't get released by the club he had to stay at the club and as he was staying in the club without a predetermined contract his wages were reduced by 70% because he wasn't a first team player so he was essentially like forced to stay at a club and just there yeah, yeah. and forced to like take lesser salary so yeah okay. i think that's a really important ruling and Uh, we talk a lot about player power and agent power in the modern game but i feel like this is something which is actually preventing a greater evil if that makes any sense so yeah no i mean this is the only reason like player power exists in any form yeah. like it's the effect of this because like you said i mean it's hard if you can't uh, <clears throat> get out of a contract and they can keep you there and i forgot about the wages because that's uh, that's a great point that he brings up so like the because the all these things are like no that can't happen in any other company right like that that's such a weird thing to happen for things like you know unilateral contract sort of amendments but whatever yeah so now this has become essentially the trend but 20 25 years ago this was like cutting edge as hell like super rare so circling back to the question uh, to akshat and vaishnav uh, this crop of players this group all together do you think it's the best 
सॉर्ट ऑफ ग्रुप दैट कैन बी फ्री एजेंट्स एंड वाई डू थिंक सो मेनी गुड प्लेयर्स चूजिंग टू रन आउट ऑफ दर कॉन्ट्रैक्ट yeah so um okay first of all i think like just to give the listeners a flavor of some of the players which we're talking about who are going to run out of contracts we have uh, and this is just a list of names which i just pulled from a website but we have uh, pogba mbappe suarez usman dembele we have dibala isco lacazette origi bale christensen rudiger fernandinho lingard quadrado angel di maria frank kessier uh Sergio Roberto Aspilicueta Modric so on and so forth Hugo Lloris so yeah it's a huge and I, i'm i'm actually just missing out a bunch of names as well um the thing is that um uh, a lot of these players will go on to sign contracts with their existing clubs so i think it's a bit premature for like us like Modric to, yeah i feel like Modric is there Modric i think even Aspilicueta some of these people i'm pretty sure will stay so it's a bit premature to like go out and say that this is the best ever transfer window but we haven't really reached it yet but um it, it is strange that so many players are at this stage even at this stage and i do think that it's what post said right uh, that because of the inflated transfer fees um it doesn't make sense for clubs to go approach a player and buy them out from another club anymore because let's face it like mbappe ridiculous transfer fee right we're talking about an absolutely ridiculous transfer fee for him why would real madrid ever pay that transfer fee for him if they know that maybe 2 years from now when he's still a young player maybe even 2 years from now they can approach him in a free agency and i know we say that players and agents can only talk to a club in the 6 months but let's be fair they're, they're quoting each other all the time yeah um especially in the case of like real madrid which has that massive pull So um so it's that I think it's it's a lot about the transfer fee I I think even Pogba for that matter he's a good enough player for any team to approach him but with the injury record they have he has it's it doesn't make sense paying an 80 million 90 million 100 million upfront fee for him so let's wait out another year year and a half especially when a player is young to uh, try and get him in the uh, free agency um the second thing is also um again I don't know how true this is we spoken a lot about the impact covid has had on finances but i i i believe that what post said um, is the bigger factor it's just that the transfer fees have just overall become too absurd and since um, you know you have to add to the fact add to this the fact that agents are demanding more fees than ever and the signing on fee and bonuses all of these are at an all time high as well so even when we're talking about free agency it's actually a lot of money which is being paid in an upfront fee to the agent to the player uh, the bonus fees For for a transfer as well, so it's free is kind of a a, a misleading term. Yeah, in this it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a misnomer. I think I think free, in fact, if you look at a club and if you ask an accountant what is more expensive to sign someone ludicrously expensive like Neymar or to get someone who is at the end of his career like a Thiago Silva on a free. Now, if you don't consider Neymar's astronomical wages, it's like harder to because wages are a recurring. expense they're going they're happening every week and they're happening every month there's no amortizing wages right but you can amortize um, a, a massive transfer fee over the length of that contract which doesn't hit you as bad because that's going to be weighed against and that's looked at as an asset acquisition if you have him for long enough so it's like free agents are it's like a misnomer cuz yeah they are free in the sense that you don't have to liquidate the contract with the existing club but you the player is going to use that as leverage and say you didn't pay us you didn't pay anything for me 
pay me more wages and wages by far are the biggest expense any club is going to make like except maybe infrastructure if they have like a stadium project but wages are the biggest expense on the balance sheet of a club so we saw that we saw that with barca with their like with their wage bill how badly it affected them in the long run if, exactly yeah exactly and I, <laughs> yeah it wasn't like it was by little no like yeah it was quite it a bit yeah. Like, yeah it wasn't just miss you know it's not like the pants are just fitting at this point the button has burst like <laughs> it's like there's no hope you can get to know how bad the situation is by looking at like the fact that they have to increase the not so good players at their club's contracts just so that they can like convince try to convince them to reduce their existing wages and then yeah, sign yeah. other players on like fucking umtiti they they gave him a contract until 2026 just so that they can sign ferran torres on yeah i mean it first of all for me it was just shocking to learn that they actually we spoke about that transfer in our previous episode but uh, for listeners who don't know they actually signed the player ferran torres without being able to register him because of the wage cap laws and um now that they got umtiti on a lesser contract but by as posted said extending number of years on his contract that's how they were able to register ferran torres so yeah man i mean that club is in all sorts of trouble uh, let's not go down the barcelona rabbit hole again uh, but i just want to say that um, you know we've spoken a lot in our previous episodes about this massive transfer bubble that was created with that one season of neymar moving and mbappe moving and etc etc but it's also what it's done is it's not only created a bubble for the transfer fees it's also created a bubble for the wage and that bubble doesn't seem to be reducing okay you can say that we're not going to see that 220 million transfer fee broken for a while and clubs are starting to realize that they cannot pay that kind of money to acquire players and they would rather just wait out the contract no let me just finish sorry it's just that the players now are also demanding really high wages which doesn't seem to be coming down let's take paul pogba for example um he's probably on like a 280k uh, a week contract and uh, he's demanding around 450 now but for what i mean we've barely seen a consistent string of performances from him he's been injured for a very long period of time again and again that's recurring um but it's just that wage bubble that has been created which is very stubborn and players are not ready to budge from there because once you've seen the money you've seen the money you're not going to come down on your expectations exactly exactly you can't pay someone less wage after you've paid them a certain amount it only goes up from there it cannot go down it's like, not only that wishtub it's not only if you are receiving that wage let's take coutinho for example okay coutinho is receiving a, a huge amount of wage from barcelona um let's take another midfielder who's upcoming um just give me a name at the top of it. let's say ndd okay let's say ndd uh ndd is going to say that coutinho is earning that much this is how i play this is my football this is what i've done for the past 3 seasons pay me the same amount so that is how the wage bubble is building yeah but but amar like to that point i don't like that happens to a much larger extent within, within a club. club yeah so um it's it's not about that this person in another league is earning that much but within your squad the paul popper for example will have every right i i mean from his perspective will have every right to <coughs> demand to be the top earner at manchester united right he won't look at say what a tony cruz is getting at real madrid he is saying that at this club you are paying at in this current time cristiano ronaldo x amount 
I want to be the top earner at the club. So basically, match his wage. So it's it's kind of like a negotiation where the club has already played its cards out, and Pogba is just like you are already paying him that much, so pay me that much, right? But it's it's not that he's going to expect any lesser when he moves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I no the thing again. I, when he moves, in fact, he'll ask, he, he'll ask for more. Way more. Yeah. Because then he can tell the club that listen, you would have got me for eighty million. I'm not. You're not having to pay that. So why yeah, don't you pay exactly. just twenty million of that in an increased wage fee for me? And that, in fact, is what happened when um, Aaron Ramsey moved to Juventus for an absurd. A uh, wage, uh, wage, uh, which he was getting over there. I think he was earning what two fifty k po around that much. I mean, I don't think he. Yeah, probably like around two hundred or lesser than that. I'm not sure. Yeah, like compared to what Arsenal were willing to provide him, and Juventus only were able to provide him that because he was going on a free. If they had to pay thirty million to buy him, they wouldn't have paid him that much. You also have to consider that Italy is not the best case example because the wages are always bloated because of the tax. Rates that are so high, so a player automatically demands more because half of it is going in taxes. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on. Do you guys see the wage uh, cap breaking anytime soon? What do you mean by wage cap? Like the the, the I mean the wage structure, the way uh, the the amount of money that players are asking for each week to move. I mean, not not in the foreseeable future, at least. Clubs are going to leverage this whole situation, like the world pandemic situation for the past two years. They're going to leverage it into trying to convince the players that we can't pay you more because our finances are so fucking bad right now. We can't afford to do this, like these sort of deals. Try to like minimize your expectations. These kind of talks, but I'm definitely sure, like down the line, like of course, like with the way the world is going, definitely the amount is going to increase for every club. If COVID didn't happen, we wouldn't be having the discussion, right? It would have still been going up. So I feel like once everything recovers, it's going to go back to the same astronomical levels as it used to be. But Vaishnav, I don't think it's about COVID. I mean, I think it's just that when the players are earning that much at one club, and when they move, they're not going to earn so much. Like Coutinho or Dembele, for example, would not get the same amount that they would at Barcelona. They just decide to run down their contract. And I think we saw this example way back um, with Sunderland and Jack Rodwell, where Jack Rodwell wasn't playing; he was injured. Sunderland were in deep crisis because they were relegated and did not have the finances to sign a player. And he decides to run, run, run down the contract because, I mean, he doesn't care. I know, but I think... what what is the the point being made? Is what the point being made is that the higher you pay someone, the more likely they are to do that. Yeah. For me, that's not a good enough excuse. Yeah, but for me, that's not good enough an excuse to not pay them. Like, like, do you see where that the ne- like that that there's a fallacy in saying that you can't increase wages to a certain amount because after a certain point, he's just going to take the money for granted and not do anything. Because then anybody can do it's that. It's not right? about him taking the money for granted. It's about him wanting a move. In his last year of the contract, he would rather run the contract down than either sign an extension because he or... won't get paid at, because he won't get paid as much somewhere else. That that. This works with one profile of player, but right? Exactly. I feel it's like based on the players. Yeah. No, I feel it. It depends on the player's personality. Someone like a Gareth Bale was very comfortable doing it at Madrid, right? I mean, he's still doing he it. He is the perfect. Ex- he exactly. He's still doing it. He's the perfect example of a player which any club would realistically want if he met if he had lower wage demands. <laughs> also, Özil. 
like the way uh, yeah. like yeah. he got his big contract like and then like he fell out with a couple managers and then instead of like fighting for a move so that he can go play elsewhere he he like stuck to his gun saying that i love arsenal I'd rather stay here run down my contract i mean if you don't want to play me it's your fault so but for me that's that's like the management's fault and that's ozil's fault too definitely like it's pogba's fault too like anybody not performing definitely for them the some of the blame as well but it's everyone else's fault that the wages are so high to begin with and i agree with what amar is saying is that it's it, that there's probably that incentive that's added to just be like well, why even if i why help the club out if they find someone for me if it's a deal that i will not make that basically if i will make less money but the club has found a seller for me like a buyer for me i'm i'm not going to agree to personal demands because i want more money and i feel like players should be have the freedom to make that choice and i'm not against that for me what's more stupid is when you when you unsustainably constantly increase wages right. then 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 the, the, you can't at some point the camel's back will break right because at some point that 5% bonus is going to be so much money that 5% will only be more than most people's wage you know because it's like because i i think that's one thing that they're going to stop is they're going to stop increasing wages so fast and so dramatically but i but i think on the other side they they will have to also stop cutting players wages because but I mean, the flip side to that is that the number of obscenely rich football owners is also increasing. So there are greener pastures, so that's to say, true. for for footballers to go and earn that a crazy wage. That's right? true. That's true. That's true. But but I I want to point out one very relevant example which we're seeing right now, which is the flip side actually, um, which is the negotiations which Mo Salah is having with Liverpool right now. Now Salah, who is at the, I would say, typically where the the contract where which is past his prime, like his next contract. Yeah, this is, going is to the be. one that you will have a declining player. Exactly, a declining game. player, and Liverpool, and even though Salah is arguably the best player in the world right now, Liverpool are not willing to give him that amount of money, and because they believe that at this contract is when he will not be at his peak. and to be fair to liverpool in the history of football maybe messi and ronaldo are the only two people who break that precedent right at at this kind of a mid 30s whether they'll increase in ability or they reduce in ability but to be fair it's only been now that that's been possible right sports science and everything true else. true but but i'm just saying like like this is an example of a club which is actually digging its heels and sala you would imagine is the easiest player to give money to like yeah. of course you are the best player in the world we will give you money but liverpool but liverpool are trying to you know like um, negotiate i mean how stupid or smart that is we'll get to know yeah, later yeah so this stance is such a double edged sword yeah yeah i mean like uh, on one side you have like fucking millions of fans who are saying what the fuck you're doing they're already displeased with fsg in terms of the amount of money they're trying to spend in each transfer window and they're not like meeting the general expectations set by the fans and on top of that you try to refuse one of their best ever players and currently the best player in the world like his demands i mean and salah's come out openly i think some magazine gq or something he's come out openly he said that it's not much i'm not asking for much it's just some basic trivial sh- uh, stuff and then it's up to the club i want to stay this kind of uh, statement so definitely the public perception will be against the club for taking this stance but it depends on the way it works out like this is something that is some like you look back or like into and then try to say like okay this was a good decision or this was a bad decision yeah 
I mean, but you know, you know, to be fair to Liverpool, um, to be fair to Liverpool, that's the way the club has run. It has run very sustainably. Um, uh, there were wage demands by say Coutinho that weren't matched by Liverpool, and they decided to move him on. Same with Raheem Sterling. So, uh, their best players at that point have demanded more, which FSG have felt that is not but, worth their but contract. But we're talking about Salah, which is in. We're talking about point. Salah now, and we're talking about Coutinho now. It's it's. It's very different, Akshat. Dude, Salah now is Ballon d'Or Salah. Like Coutinho, even then was never Ballon d'Or Coutinho. But he was their best player. He was their best player on the pitch at that point. We're talking about the best player in the world, not just Liverpool. See, I I don't think that 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 sort of um, uh, comparison is made by the Liverpool owners. I, it's just not a model that works for them. Putting out that kind of money for one player. Whoever you are, if it's not sustainable for the club, it's not sustainable, which I I would respect. I I get that, but 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 leaving Salah leaving Liverpool could end up being even less sustainable for the club in terms of their um their success on the pitch. I, I no, mean, but I hasn't their is... I mean their recruitment has been pretty much on point. So I mean, it's it's very early to say now. I feel because Salah has one more year left on his contract, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let let's maybe talk about Mbappe in the same scenario or say Pogba in the same scenario. No, but Mbappe is super different, right? Because he's still a kid. Like yeah. he's still only going up, like yeah. ostensibly. Uh, so these Mbappe rumors started to Madrid. I think as soon as he joined PSG, like <laughs> he signed the contract for PSG, and then everyone are like, okay, he's going to Real Madrid. And I, I think he's not denied the fact that he wants to play for Real. Um, uh, and uh, of course, Real want players like that of that caliber. And I feel that they are now getting back into that position where they can sign those Galacticos again. Where they can build that squad up again. They've freed the money. Uh, they've made a beautiful. a uh, renovation of the bernabao they're playing some great football um so of course mbappe is going to be the biggest talk of the transfer mill and if not madrid do you see him going anywhere else or is it almost set in stone i think it'll be madrid only i mean the other options are what like city no nah, i don't i That's definitely do, yeah the, i do not think that is happening like first of all i do not city uh, i do not see city paying that kind of money and i don't see mbappe like being interested in that uh, project i mean it's a fucking he's fucking real madrid or like manchester city like i know what i'd choose there were also liverpool talks for mbappe yeah see i mean you talk is only you you are the only person who i've heard say this bro amar <laughs> amar was talking so there were talks <laughs> i was going to bring this up because like amar was talking about the sustainable model that liverpool have and like what it justifies them not signing salah on i mean but if they do sign mbappe they're breaking that very rule aren't they like mbappe is now on a couple like 200k a week or like 300k a week either he's going to be much more i bet it's going to be much more than what salah is demanding i i think mbappe might <coughs> just end up be no i think messi is still the best player paid player in the world but i don't i think mbappe could match that with this new contract I think Messi is close to a million a week right now with PSG, so that's yeah. that's not going to happen anytime soon. No, but 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 again, that's a great example of of how PSG were able to spend that much off because it was a free transfer. Because yeah, I mean, I think this is worse than if they paid a transfer fee for Lionel for Messi. 
like what he would they would have asked them I, i don't pay. think you would have made a difference bro <laughs> <laughs> they would have put different amount into atm while we're drawing that's <laughs> i don't think it would have made any effect i think i think last <laughs> last year when we had that uh, remember when messi was uh, running like in his final year of contract and PSG had approached Barca with like a 40 million and Barca had said it's 300 million transfer fee so uh he, he yeah. moved on a free so maybe that's why they could free up the funds otherwise Barcelona are not going to budge for their best player no i just wanted to move on and name uh, name the other players that were uh, that that were freeing up this summer so we have Usman Dembele who's just started playing some football again um what do you see of a player like that uh who's disappeared for like a year and comes and plays 3 4 weeks he's on really high wages no club seems to want him he's going to be like the, the he's going to be the new unintentional oscar bro like really good but nobody would have ever seen him properly like play to that i don't know oscar because oscar had a couple really good seasons oscar, yeah, oscar was not like injury prone no like he just decided to fuck off earlier for a bigger paycheck yeah <laughs> just left he like cut He's like boys I'm a leave. Oh, we also have Paolo Dybala. I I feel like Dybala to be honest I feel like Dybala is one of those players who will end up re-signing. Signing yeah. He's at right now but um Dembele is an interesting one cuz there's so much talent there so any club which wants to take a risk would be very high risk high reward kind of Yeah. I risk very 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 nominal reward for me because I think he he can't do it's not like he can do something that no one else can do even on his best day. Yeah, I mean no he's not that player. The kind of it's fucking stupid when you think about it. Dortmund signed him for what like 11 to 12 million and then a year down the line they turned it into a 100 million plus fucking profit and then ever since then he's not like I bet he's not played more than 15 to 20 games a year. You know why that went from 11 million to 100 million? because he could take penalties with both feet that was his literally his only usp <laughs> no but then that season he was fucking good no like that entire left wing like his yeah, bombing ra- bombing runs he killed it yeah but that is an example of fucking good business and barca are stupid like over the last year the worst run club is barcelona in terms of the way they have like spent over the wages. last 10 years bro Yeah, definitely over the last 10 years. Uh, okay, in another in interesting picks we also have Rudiger. Um and uh, I think he'll stay though. I think Christensen and Christensen will stay, but Rudi- Rudiger I think will move on. No, I I think one of yeah, even I I was thinking Christensen goes and Rudiger stays. But but you know what's interesting like now that I'm looking at these this list, right? There are like profiles of players that I'm seeing. So there are like players who have like a point to prove who haven't reached the, who want to like come back which are which i would say tebala i would say isco i would say um, but isco had yugoloris no? lingard no, last year he was bad yeah lingard yugoloris exactly people who are kind of not playing well but you still feel can kind of prove they could become better then you have the old guys who is like say suarez for example cavani also for that matter um people like aspilicueta who i think again will sign um these fernandinho who again like dependable squad players if anyone's looking for one you can you can get them i think aspi is going to barcelona yeah, that's a good shout i mean he would he'd love to go to spain for the, for the latter part of his career but yeah i mean that's also one one nice little profile over there and then there's just these prime prime people who you want to get 
and that is the mbappe that is the pogba <coughs> that is the um kessie sergio roberto i think sergio roberto is a good one dude shit no man what about frank kessie guys he is a brilliant brilliant midfielder that i'd like want so bad oh wants him at arsenal yeah i mean partey and kessie together oh that those are like what dreams are made of Scotty McTominay and Kessie. Bro, you you want one number ten also? You only number eights no, no. and number sixes. No, no number tens we have no. We have like uh, the Smith and like what do you got? So it's enough. Oh guys, we also have the the legend Divock Origi who just turns up and uh, scores li- yeah, some of. You mean win another Champions League somewhere? Yeah, some of Liverpool's most important goals, and then he just disappears for like six months and then comes back. Do you think he's going to sign on? I I highly doubt it. The thing with Origi is no, like I do not think he will perform at the same levels as a starter. It's his sub performances, like these crucial moments when he's bought on to, and like and then he like does something magical. That's where he shines. And like if he does start regularly, I don't think this will happen. So I think he's like it'll be better for him to just stay on at Liverpool and then like keep doing what he's doing right now. Mm. Do you guys have any other players that sort of stand out from this list because there's so many this time? I see I, for me like the one which I'm going to look forward to like for me the most important ones are like Christensen, Rudiger um because those two are both part of the same team. I think they will both have very similar demands of the club as well since they're both um kind of in the primes of their career and they are playing good football. And I think it's a very um very volatile situation for chelsea to handle when two of your starting center backs are trying to basically look for moves away so for me like that that's going to be super 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 interesting to see if they're able to hold on to both because they will keep i think they will keep christensen because rudiger's wage demands are probably now too high maybe and rudiger has been playing better football um, he has been christensen is still on and off i mean he's Uh, been replaced by Thiago Silva a couple of times, so it's Chaloba, Thiago Silva, and Rudiger. That's the front. That's the, that's the core back three for Chelsea right now. So I think Rudiger, uh, Rudiger's demands will be a little bit more. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. What about the snake, Di Maria, the absolute snake? He's not a snake. No, he isn't. But like, to add to what you guys were talking about, Christensen and Rudiger, do you think they're exchanging notes, sir? Like. like when we do it like after a viva one person comes out and you're like okay what the fuck what kind of questions are asking like, i'm sure what kind of demands are you like how much did you ask for the wages like all those kind of questions i bet they're doing it i think a very similar thing had happened uh, three seasons ago with uh, wotognan and alderwild and both of them wanted to stay at the club uh, both of them had their set of demands and you know they they were talking to each other but uh, spurs didn't feel it uh, necessary to sign both of them on when both of them let go at the same time though right like i think alderwald signed signed on ah okay yeah alderwald stayed i think right but uh, there have been some very memorable free transfers in in the past uh, do you just want to sort of quickly run through uh, the the ones that stand out for you just at the top of your head maybe one or two Avi, I mean the biggest one without any shadow of a doubt is Lewandowski. Okay, leave him. Coming to Bayern Munich, yeah. Did yeah. Cristiano come on a free though? No. 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 
No. Oh fuck. <laughs> I thought Cristiano just came on for free. How much did we pay for Cristiano? Like some 10 or 14 or something. Oh, it was that less? Oh. I thought it was like 40 yeah, million. Yeah, 14. 14 or something. Yeah, not much. He was also on his last year of the contract mm. like 36, I mean. <coughs> yeah. I think even Juventus knew that <laughs> he'd be pushing their luck asking for 40 for him. But um Pirlo I think is a good shout. Pirlo, Pirlo who went from AC Milan to Juve. For me like like the one when I was reading up uh, Steve McManaman from Liverpool to Real Madrid was a huge one for the time cuz mm. he went on to Madrid did he was nominated for Ballon d'Or did he win a Ballon d'Or something I don't think he won because I don't no, think he has ever won uh, Michael Owen no, has won he, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, but but McManaman he went on to do great things in Madrid. He won Champions Leagues and uh, La Ligas with them and he was like one of their main players. Yeah, so. David Beckham was Galacticos era. Just before that. Just before that. Yeah. Poor do you want to talk about uh, Sol Campbell? I mean, I've heard stories and every single time I've like heard those stories fucking they give me goosebumps, bro. Like imagine Tottenham's captain He's tell uh, tell our listeners. He's he, like he was Tottenham's captain, and in that era, I think ninety to nine two thousand, he's like I think he even lifted a trophy with like with Spurs. I'm not sure which trophy it was. Lifted a trophy so on a tour at some other stadium's <laughs> uh, trophy cabinet. <laughs> It'll be probably like one of those Emirates Cups that Arsenal win. Every season friendly tournament, bro, and like. And like just like a few weeks before like his contract runs down, there were talks of him going on abroad, like to Juve, to Barca, or some other club like that. And then he comes out like in a post-match interview and says, "Dudes, I'm staying. I'm legit, hundred percent staying with that cheeky grin." And then like a couple of weeks later, there's Wenger announces a press conference, and this dude just walks out like with a mad badass smile. I haven't seen the video like I've seen clips of the video and it's fucking hilarious like every single journal in that room had no clue it's I mean those were different times I don't think like you'd get those kind of transfer rumors out in the open so easily yeah cuz now fucking someone would have spotted Saul Campbell not leaving airport they would have been like wait a second <laughs> yeah. I've seen Saul Campbell eating dinner last night bro he's here only bro dude nowadays fucking Saul Campbell's mom will come on a podcast and say that you know, <laughs> my son is always wanted Arsenal some shit like that yeah so for him to come and walk out onto that stage and everyone every single person is surprised and he goes on to win two premier league like titles part of the invincible team It's the best like gift to rub into Spurs fans' faces. So according to me, that is the best free transfer out there since the boss Mandzukic. Yeah, I think when you you know when you tell someone go to your happy place, pose as close to that as you can be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah praising Arsenal and shitting on Spurs in one story. He's like he's got a happy glow to him. Bro. He's glowing. <laughs> he's like a pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just have one more question. I just have one more question, guys. Do you think like the exposure that we spoke about today um, on social media and what journalists are saying, and even the kind of money that other players are earning comes out onto the internet? So, do you think that sort of affects uh, players running, choosing to run down their contracts? Dude, I I really doubt it because yeah, a- a- dude, agents already have that information. That's right? true. That's a very valid point. Yeah, like agents already know what's up. Much of the wins. 
agents know what's up dude like they they talk to each other and to be fair like the top players in the world are all talk to each other under the yeah, same whatsapp group no they are under the same umbrella basically of agents they only like two That three also, agents but like i i don't know how legal it is to get into contract details of from one client to another i'm pretty sure there's some yeah i think you, that's literally what you cannot do <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, you know it in your head no like <laughs> if i'm managing yeah I, i exactly that agent when he goes to the table for the discussions he knows that okay you like bro you paid this fellow that much you'll pay this fellow so this much shut up and give the money you know like that yeah. must be a thing for sure yeah and i'm sure players talk right like yeah. players must talk so much man. Um, yeah that's like true. the type of managers the type of atmosphere at the club if you're getting paid enough like how much you should get paid if the city is expensive to live in Okay. Anyways, guys, uh, let's move on to our final and most popular segment of the podcast. We have story time with Akshat. Yeah. I gotta find one sound uh, bite to clip to this as an intro. I've been asking for it for a while. I don't know what is apt, bro. For us, like twinkle, twinkle, little star or something. <laughs> I don't know, bro, because it's like a bedtime story. Bro, yeah. I don't know what it is supposed to be, bro. <laughs> I'm not even to get it. Okay, so um, how many of you guys remember the name, the great name of Peter Odenbingi? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a killer of a West Brom. West Brom. West Brom. Yes, Stoke City, exactly no. No, West Brom. No, no, West Brom. He's right, bro. He scored against United, I think. Bro, I'm pretty sure he was at Stoke City also. It could Probably. be. he wants to move okay so there are rumors of this is deadline day by the way where all dun, shit happens dun, dun. especially at for the relegation threatened clubs it's like complete carnage right so oh, fuck, uh, guys chriswood that was also an insane thing to just mention yeah, randomly yeah fucking the most random signing ever they get mbappe newcastle full saudi takeover there by chriswood <laughs> yeah i mean but that's an awesome strategy no like true sign true, him from yeah, your relegation yeah. rivals that yeah i mean yeah continue sorry yeah but sorry akshat go ahead with your story time yeah 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 okay so back to peter odenbingi peter so in a similar kind of a, an environment um he uh, it's transfer deadline day and the deadline is fast approaching <laughs> and uh, Q- qpr Talk. qpr have apparently put him put in a bid the negotiations for the players have already been complete and they're waiting for a sign off from both the clubs now odin wingy thinking that now is the time to strike while the iron is hot <laughs> decides that i'm going to put a little bit more pressure on this move okay he takes his car he drives 120 miles <laughs> to qpr stadium okay to the training ground and he's outside the training ground what has happened in between that drive which he does not know about is that qpr have put one extra <laughs> thing on the transfer saying that we want another guy to move to our club okay in an exchange deal junior hoylet if you oh, know that bro. 
So West Brom put that. West Brom put that, right? No, QPR put that. QPR said that we we want to exchange Junior Hoylet and then uh, we will do this game. West Brom said no, we don't want to do that. This is happening in between that poor guy's 120 mile drive. Okay. <laughs> Now he shows up at the QPR training ground. He's not allowed inside. the training ground cuz he's in his car and obviously he's not a qpr player so he's not allowed inside the poor guy has to go sit and wait in the parking lot hoping that the two clubs can reach a deal <laughs> now the problem is that during deadline day the media is at the training grounds <laughs> so the media ambushes this guy in the parking lot and starts taking pictures of him waiting in his car <laughs> bro that would be like any footballer's worst nightmare bro like fuck but why would he wait there why didn't he just move <laughs> bro i don't know and the funniest thing bro, is that bro he drove 120 miles to be there bro amar how much logic are we going to apply here <laughs> dude he gives an interview in that car in the parking lot bro it's ah, there on youtube i came to meet a friend <laughs> <laughs> it's on youtube if you guys want to check it out you can see it and he didn't end up making the move right No, he didn't. It, it was cancelled. And and Harry Redknapp is interviewed at the end of the day, and he's like, "Oh, I feel bad for the lad. It's unfortunate for the lad, but we never had a deal with him. I don't know why he's come up. I don't know. Dumb fucking Robin came not my fault. This so stupid. Imagine that. Like he must be getting into his car, and he's just like, "I'm done with this shit. I'm off. Bye, guys. See ya, fuckers." and like he f- he flips all the players at west brom and goes and only to come back to training the next day that is sad karma is a real bitch okay on that note we reach the end of our episode thank you listeners hit that bell icon oh that's not on spotify <laughs> not on youtube oh wait wait coming to that spotify now has a rating feature for podcasts so oh. if you guys could please leave a good review I think yeah. it will help us. I don't know, like, how does this work? I mean, guys, don't don't trash us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're not giving a good review, don't even leave a review. This is what I would humbly <laughs> ask of you. But uh, <laughs> rest is up to you. <laughs> I think that's just asking for hate. <laughs> what a perfect ending to this podcast. Okay, guys, catch you next week. Bye, bye.